Hey everybody, welcome back to Women in Public Safety Case Chronicles episode. This is episode number two, um, Chronicles episode number two. Um, buckle up because we're going to really dive into real raw stories of people who've been down the path of incarceration and are now trying to repair their lives on parole while on supervision. And sometimes it it's successful and sometimes it's not. So I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, just, you know, I'm going to give it the gripping truth. Um, I am going to change names. I'm not, Usually I'm not even going to mention names. I'm just going to, you know, say offender and or defendant or anything like that. So buckle up and uh, enjoy, you know, the true case studies. So here we are. Let's get going. This one today, I want to talk about somebody that I personally um, am supervising. He is a young man. And when I say young, he's only 20 years old. But it's interesting to me of the background that this young man have as far as criminal activities. He's only 20. Um, his criminal activity started as a juvenile. But anyway, I received his case back in last September. Um, he His case came from Pennsylvania because he caught a case, I think it was a drug related Actually, it was not. Let me take that back. It was a uh, felonious assault. So it was a crime against victim. He had a felonious assault case in Pennsylvania. So he's from this state where he is now, but he, for some reason, he, I don't know how he managed to uh, go to Pennsylvania and, but he caught a felony assault case. And he had to serve some time in the uh, Commonwealth, well, their state parole system, their state prison correctional system. Um, but when he, they let him out, um, but he's still on uh, what they call compact, compact probation. So he still has supervision left to uh, to complete. And he wanted to complete it here in the state of Ohio, um, where his family are. And so I was assigned to his case. And so I, you know, I have to do the, the preliminary steps of approving his residence, which was at his parents' house, his mom and his stepmom, um, his stepdad. And I spoke with mom, you know, she agreed to have him back home. Very nice, you know, lady, very nice. And um, I didn't have never met the stepfather. But he has uh, the offender, my offender, he has younger siblings. I think it was like maybe a, maybe two brothers and a little baby sister. So he was approved. He came back to Ohio to his parents' house. And, you know, I've met him. You know, read, when you read these cases before you actually meet the person, you kind of get a visual idea of well this person oh I, I can see based on what he's his him his criminal history that he's gonna be you know this is gonna be a challenge but when I met him he's just a little boy no I mean he's just like a little boy 
20 years old, but he looked like he could be like maybe 13 or 14 years old. Um, very respectful. Uh, does not have that hard demeanor about him. Um, sometimes you could tell when, uh, especially young people, when they are indulging, you know, a life of criminal activities for a long time, you know, from the time they were young kids up to, you know, current point, they just have this hard demeanor about them. But this boy did not. So I accept the case. I met him, met, you know, mom. And, um, you know, he has certain conditions that he had to follow. Well, one of the main conditions that, you know, get a job. First of all, you're 20 years old. You're going to live in mom's and dad's house. You're 20 years old. You know, you got to find you a job. So he claimed that he already had a job lined up, which turned out to be a lie. Mind you, I met him. He came here in September. By October, he was already committing, you know, a crime. He he committed a violation. Uh, he hooked up with one of his little girlfriends. And word to the wise, if anybody, if young, there's young women out here, you know, don't fall for the okie doke, please. I mean, you got to use some basic common sense. First of all, the boy doesn't have any, a job. You know, what can he do for you? Um, you know, you, unless you, you know, you like that thug, you know, life or whatever, like to be in that part of that uh, culture, it's nothing out of it other than you coming out of your pocket because he doesn't have nothing to offer. But anyway, I digress. So he and the little girlfriend um, took his, took the girlfriend's mom's vehicle and drove to New York. Ob obviously it's definitely a violation because he went out of state. And not only that, he's got another case of, uh, receive a uh, stolen property because he took this girl's mom's vehicle without the mom's permission. So he went to New York, obviously got pulled over by one of the towns um, in New York and they, you know, he got arrested. So they, they found out that he was on um, supervision here in Ohio. So I was notified. Actually, the mom notified me about what happened. So I found out where, what county and, and what, what city um, that he was being incarcerated because he was held in jail. So I called their jurisdiction in New York and, you know, they verify, yes, he does have an open case. He I think it was like reckless driving or something, something like that. So they, um, well, I said, well, are you going to hold him? What is it that you, you know, are, are you guys planning to pursue the, the case? They were willing to give him a bond, but he would have to come back, you know, back and forth to court up in New York. So they let him out. They they issued a bond. He was he came back to Ohio, and I met with him. And um, you know, of course, that that was a violation. So I had to let uh, 
Pennsylvania know what was going on. He, uh, Sorry about that. He will have to have a travel permit to um, go back and forth to his hearing. That was in October. So by January of this year, he committed another offense here in Ohio. Uh, another receiving stolen property of a motor vehicle. That, that must be his MO. He likes to take people's cars. So this time I have a, I placed a hold order on him. I was not going to, I mean, there was no, at this point, there is no bond or, or nothing. Even if, you know, and I explained to mom, you know, don't waste your money um, trying to post a bond because he's not getting out because I have a hold on him, you know, through, you know, I don't want him to go anywhere. So he uh he's been held at um our county jail um he's gone through the uh courts uh pretrial um and everything and um they finally found him he pled guilty just recently pled guilty to uh receiving stolen property of a motor vehicle and he's now serving um 6 months in our state prison he's still he, so he has a new number. He's went back to prison here in Ohio. And when he gets out, he's going to go be extradited back to Pennsylvania because he's violated the terms of his conditions by catching another case. And he still has to deal with um, the case in New York. So this is a 20 year old boy. You know, and I've talked extensively with his mom you know she's given me the background story about him um she's like i said stepdad didn't want to have anything to do with him stepdad did not want him in the house um not only you know because of his behavior but he's also a thief so mom you know mom had pretty much watched had to wash her hands of him she was you know concerned that he's running around out in the streets you know with these other, you know, other so-called friends that are in um, doing the same thing he's doing. Um, he can't go back. He can't go back to his home. So he's going to have to go back to uh, Pennsylvania. Um, they're probably going to, he's going to be reincarcerated back in Pennsylvania after he served his uh, sentence here in Ohio. And he still has to deal with um, New York. So what can, I mean, you have to sit here and wonder, you know, what is going on with this young man and why is he, you know, why is his behavior so wild and, and just out of control? Um, he's a bad influence. He's the oldest. He's a bad influence to his siblings. Um, he has pretty much burned his bridges of all members of his family. He, you know, I think his grandmother lived in New York or, or somewhere out of state, but 
there's no option for him to even, you know, go to grandma. Grandma doesn't want him, you know, around. His biological father lives in another state. And I don't think they were, there were no, any kind of um, relationship, which could be, that could have been the breakdown there. Um, but these cases, I mean, this is where the social work piece comes in. When you do these type of cases, when you have these type of cases and on as a parole officer or even law or any type of law enforcement officer, when you have to deal with, um, you know, families and, and, the offender or the defendant you know you just have to sit back and wonder um you made a choice i mean you're 20 years old you have your whole life ahead of you and you're pretty much basically throwing it away because of the dumb choices that you're making um and i've always said i always tell offenders when i first meet them and you know i I do it in a joking manner, but then I'm, but, but they also, but I also am serious when I tell them, um, there's two reasons why you would want to go back into prison. One, because, you know, you're running around out here, out here in the streets and you want to kind of get out the streets because it's hot or, or somebody's after you. So you want to go inside, you know, try to lay low, um, you know, to get off the streets or there's something or someone that you miss that you want to go back to the prison, you know, for. And best believe I'm not talking about a co-ed prison either. You know, so there's something, there's, there's got to be something in prison, inside prison that you meet, that you missed and want to go back to. Because if you're doing, you know, dumb stuff out here in the streets and going back obviously you you want to go back i mean it is i mean it's that simple you want to go back because there's you know there's somebody out there's somebody you know somebody in, inside that you miss that you want to go back to and you know when i tell them that you know they look at, you know, then they you know, say, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to go back. I'm not trying to go back. But then guess what? You, you violated, you do some, your probation or your parole, and then you're going back to prison. So obviously there's something, you know, in prison that you want to go back to or somebody. And again, we're not talking about a co-ed. It's not a co-ed type facility. I'm just saying. So. I wanted to, you know, share this uh, particular case because I mean, it goes back. This is just so common now, uh, especially for young offenders who are just going down the wrong path, and and sometimes it's not because of lack of guidance as far as parenting. Um, you can be the best parent um, and do everything you can for your child, but they still for whatever reason want to um make the choice of going the other way and you know like i tell them i mean when you go back in prison or go to, or even go to jail you know where are your friends now who are you going to call they can't you can't even call them for help you know 
So, but then th these are the same people that you want to, you know, run around with. Um, and I, you best believe they're not going to be putting money on your books or or sending you food boxes and clothing boxes while you while you're locked up, you know. But in but you want to reconnect with the same, you know, people when you get out, unless you make that conscious decision to um, change your whole environment, change your whole life around, and 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 try to move forward. And, you know, just leave that type of lifestyle in the past. And that, again, that is a choice that these offenders have to make. You know, we can sit here and say all day long, they can say the excuse, well, I never had a um, father, which, you know, that could be a, that very well is a major piece. A act, you know, you have an absent father, but at some point, you know, you can't ride that that excuse all your life. When you're a career criminal, you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Doesn't work that way. So, you know, this young man, particular young man, I hope I don't know what's gonna have to what's gonna have to, you know, take for him to realize that. The, you know, what he's doing and, you know, keep doing is not working because all, all, it, all it is, you're just building, are you, are you collecting our number, prison numbers? That's all he's doing is collecting prison numbers and it, it actually from different states. You got a number in Pennsylvania. Um, you now now have a new number, prison number here in Ohio and if he has to go to uh, jail or prison in New York, you're going to have a prison number in New York. So that's it for today's uh, Craze Chronicles. It's Chronicles number two. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. What are your comments? What's your feedback? Do you think that um, young men like my offender... Is there still um, a chance for him to uh, turn his life around? It could be, but he has to want to do that. He has to want to do it. And at age 20 and 21 years old, I personally don't think that he's, you know, wanting, ready to do it. You know, he still, he still has a young mind, immature mind. So, you know, it's unfortunate. And, you know, now, you know, he have younger siblings, especially a younger brother that's looking up to him. And, and then like his mom said, you know, she just doesn't want, you know, she seemed like she's lost him to the streets. She doesn't want to lose her other son to the streets as well. So, you know, she has to make a, you know, hard decision to kind of, you know, give him that tough love and say, you know, I can't, you can't come back here. I can't help you anymore. I can't help you until you are really ready to want to help yourself. So until we meet again, um, please stay warm and stay safe. Uh, and please hit that like and subscribe button, hit the notification bell. So you'll know 
when I will be coming back on. Um, I'm going to be trying to do Case Chronicles at least three times a month, in addition to our regular um, episodes. So this is Case Chronicles number two. Episode 12 will be next week. So you guys take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.